Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the world of work and how creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and rule breakers infuse their daily lives with creativity and curiosity. What kind of life would make you profoundly happy is a massive question that today's guest often asks his clients to help them discover their purpose. Albino Sanchez is a serial entrepreneur, executive coach, and author whose drive is to help others by unleashing their potential. In our conversation, he shares his entrepreneurial journey from working in his father's convenience store in Mexico to running three businesses today. We talk about the importance of finding and achieving our purpose, what self-leadership is and the role successes and failures play in our development, why he chooses to have more than one business, what makes an aha moment, and how leaders can be more conscious of people. Albino also touches on how we can dream bigger than we're used to and how to act upon our dreams. Show notes for this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 760. While you're there, you'll also find the entire podcast archive, links to the short documentary series and weekly newsletter, and the latest merch to show your love and support. I have to know, because it's my driving force, but what are you endlessly curious about? I'm into unleashing human potential. I am really curious about discovering the way to help others uh, be authentic, passionate, and achieve their their purpose in life. Uh, that's why I became an executive coach. And also I do this for organizations. I also like helping organizations to achieve their, their strategy, their vision, and it's uh you know it's very interesting uh, it's not easy to do it uh, no. yeah but uh, it requires you know to talk about leadership to talk about uh execution of strategy and there's you know there's many frameworks to to do that but ultimately what i've learned through many years of uh, strategic consulting coaching and also years of entrepreneurship i've learned that uh Ultimately, you need to work with persons, with people, uh, mm-hmm. and you need those people to because they are the ones that execute strategy. They're the ones that that uh, deliver uh, the products and services to to the to the market. You need to work with them, you know? and they are the ones that are going to take the the company to their <laughs> to achieve their vision, right? So you need to yeah. work with people. So yeah, and yeah, discovering helping them discover their purpose and helping them achieve it. That's, that's what I'm curious about. Nice. Where, where does that curiosity come from? I mean, there's, there's a, a deep drive there I can hear. Yeah. Well, you know, it's my own personal experience. I, I was born in Mexico city. I'm the oldest of three boys, three kids. And, you know, my parents were, well, my, my, my dad was a, a business person, an entrepreneur, business owner. My my mother was at home, but, you know, they, I think they were, I don't know, maybe a little clumsy as parents. They were not so, you know, close with their kids. And so I pretty much had a very, you know, a little uh lonely uh, childhood so uh you know i've been, I've been working this with therapists throughout my life and coaches etc uh people like me you know are raised uh maybe you could see from the outset okay, the conditions were good but you know the the the, the affected part the the bond between the parents you know building that um resilience, um, discipline. There's many, many um, uh, habits that, that if you don't learn them from a very young age, mm-hmm. then they are going to continue haunting you throughout your life. And that yes. happened to me. That happened to me. You know, uh, I used to be very introverted you know, and I've been working that. You know, and now, you know, I can be here with you and, and I can be at a, at a networking event. And so that's something I've been working on. So what I, and it took me many years. Yeah. Um, 
I want to help people to overcome their own limits and in, in a way that's, you know, that they discover that they can do it. They can, there's, there's something called neuroplasticity that yeah. we can change our neurons. We can change the way we think our minds, mindset, right? So, because our mind usually, you know, restrains us from experiencing new things because we always have are fearful of something, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to help people break through that fear and really, uh, you know, step up uh, to their own potential. And that's something I've been building through the years. No? That's mm -hmm. something that I've been experiencing. And I'm starting now three businesses. No? Oh, and, wow. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> one business is with coaching and consulting, no? so where I'm helping people overcome their fears, uh, you know, help them realize their purpose, uh, help them build their habits, etc., so they can achieve their goals. I'm also helping organizations to achieve their vision, achieve, execute their strategy, uh, ha have the change management uh, practices in place. But really, in, at the bottom of this is how to empower people, how to have the, a leadership that, you know, gives the people in the, in the organization the empowerment, the trust, so that they can be creative, they can be free to, you know, make decisions. Mm -hmm. So I have several frameworks for that. Huh? And that's, that's one business. The second business is, is in uh, education. Oh, wow. Okay. I want to help kids to have a, an elementary school, a middle school, where they can uh, have an, an approach to to business, to business, to, to the adult life, right? But they can learn about leadership. They can learn about money, finances, uh, entrepreneurship at a very young age mm -hmm. so that they can uh, see themselves as people that can build their own future, that mm -hmm. they, they are not determined by their upbringing. They can become a self-development being, right? Yeah. And they can, they can create their own future. They have that, you know, opportunity because we are so lucky or uh, fortunate to, to be born, to be born, right? Mm -hmm. we, we, we need to make this uh, count, right? We need to really yeah. uh, achieve our purpose. First, we need to find it and then we need to achieve <laughs> right. So, so I want to help kids from a very young age through their, for the education system to acquire that mindset, right? And and so they can create a business during their school era phase. And that way they are going to start believing in themselves and seeing themselves as, as someone that can, you know, dream big and achieve big, right? Yeah. And that's my second business. And my third business is, is in sports because I also I've been, you know, actually... I should have been a professional athlete. <laughs> uh, I used to be a one. I used to not professional, but I used to be a high performing athlete. I, I was a national water skiing champion in Mexico oh, when wow. I was when I was 15 years old. Uh, I can still do some flips in the air. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. I, I love you know that you know high spectacular uh, sports and and so. That's part of my of me, what I've been, you know, and, and I learned discipline through that, how to prepare for a tournament and having a coach and having to wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning so that no one is using the lake and I can have it a flat lake for myself. But it's cold, it's cold, and you, you, you need to overcome that, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's discipline, no? and, and that's what I, I want to uh, teach people so my third business is in is in sports i'm i'm going to bring a new sport to the us it's a um, racket sport uh, the name is padel padel p a d e l uh, it's a combination of squash and tennis and so it's a very social sport it's a it's a, a smaller court than a tennis court but it has walls you can play against the against the wall so it's a lot of fun i i played this sport for 30 years in mexico and i'm now starting to come into the us and so i want to be one of the pioneers and i'm gonna build a a club a sports club soon so 
that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. I love squash. So it's cool mm-hmm. that there's a hybrid out there between squash yeah. and tennis. Yeah. I love that. You should try it. It's, it's, a, it's a, lot of, a lot of fun. Yeah. What I what I love about your ambition and the way that you dream is that it requires self leadership. And and I think before we can even talk about leadership in terms of leading others, there's that piece of learning how to lead ourselves. Where where does self leadership stem from for you? Sure, totally. Well, um, as I was telling you before, I with with uh, sports I learned uh, the meaning of self leadership and discipline and habits, right? And, but then uh, later on, when I started working, I um, my first job was I worked for my father uh, in one of his businesses. Uh, it, this, is one of, this was a convenience store, and it, imagine a Seven Eleven or something like that. And but you know this was his his store, and it, it was amazing because it was my first experience leading a team of people, right? Which is part of one of the most difficult parts of business, right? Leading people, right? <laughs> yes. So that was my first leadership experience. And also I wanted, you know, I want to do so many things. And so I, I created a brand. I branded the, the store. I, I went for, I sourced the, the goods from, from a warehouse to lower the cost. And so I, my, my, my car was, uh, I, I was the, the trunk was full of goods, and I, I didn't have a truck, so I, it was <laughs> it was fun. And, and my wife helped me with that. Well, my girlfriend at the time, so it was a great experience, right? Uh, playing to be an entrepreneur at the moment, and but then you know, and I, I wrote this in in the chapter. I'm a, I'm a co-author of a book. This this book is called uh, Cracking the Rich Code, and I'm gonna publish this uh, the, the link so that if anyone that wants to buy it i'm going to publish it in my linkedin website in my linkedin profile so uh, i'm one of the co-authors of this book and, and we are 20 co-authors and and this book is a uh, is a book number 11 so oh, it's, wow. it's a series of books uh called cracking the rich code and what we do here in this book is that each one of us, we, we have a, an entrepreneurship career and we share our learnings, our, what we learned, what, what we, our mistakes, no? our failures and, and how those, uh, helped us to build the next, uh, <laughs> the next thing, right? So I share that in, in this chapter. So I, I invite our, your, your listeners to download that. So I, I talk in this chapter about my experience with this, uh, convenience store and what happened at the end is that you know a new manager manager i i hired they this manager you know took advantage of my young age and low experience and and they were you know the the goods were started the goods were starting to you know to disappear (laughs) and so the the store was more empty and and so uh, the, the numbers were not good and we had to close it close the store okay mm. so that was that was my first experience leading a, a business right which mm-hmm. in the end it was hard for me it was uh, was a failure at the moment right I was in college and, and but you know that helped me that helped me to, uh, in for the rest of my journey it helped me to you need to trust people but you don't need to go to the extreme you know right <laughs> yes, <laughs> you yes. need Set some uh, some guidelines and check right numbers, and mm-hmm. you cannot be too trustful, right? But yeah, um, it was uh, when the look the, the word I'm looking for is balance. I think that we need to to find balance in everything we do, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I see that many in what I'm working on with my, my consultancy is to teach leaders that they empower their people. And because they have creativity, they have passion, and they they can you know help their business through that all that creativity and passion that their people already have, right? And through certain also with certain guidelines and certain controls, right? But yeah, uh, so that's how you know. And throughout my life, and I've had several experiences. I started another consultancy with a 
with an associate that he was not so, you know, I also had an experience with this partner, business partner, and also I, I, I exited. But I also had good experiences. And for example, I, I became the best trainer at a, at a project that we were a group of consultants and we were training many, many people on, on strategy. And, and so they, I got that recognition of being the best trainer. So yeah, what, what I'm trying to say here is that, you know, everything you do in your journey is, you know, giving you a learning experience that you're going to bring it to the, to your next endeavor. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's part of your self leadership that you're building you know, on a daily basis. Right. It's, and you're, you're taking all this uh, wisdom with you. Right. And now that, I, that I'm 48 years old, I, that's why, why I decided to, to start my own companies and, and why I'm starting three companies because <laughs> those three things or three areas of business are exactly what I'm passionate about. And, and I don't want, I don't want to limit myself to, you know, the, you know, the, the traditional mindset is, Hey, you need to focus on one thing. Right. And right. I, I, I agree with that. Okay. But on the other we are unlimited beings, right? And, and yes. if we if we build teams, if we build alliances, you can do a lot. And there's many examples of uh, of serial entrepreneurs that are very successful, right? So it, it can be done. So yeah. that's what, that, what I said to myself. Hey, I won't limit myself. I'll follow my passions, and I'll be uh, working. I'll work on what I'm passionate about, and I'll trust uh, the results and, and the process, right? Yeah. yeah, I love that. When when you experience those failures early on, how did you keep moving? How did you not get stuck in the failure? Yeah, good question. Yeah, at the moment you feel like the the world is collapsing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you're you feel miserable and and you don't know what to do, and you feel like you're a failure, and and you start doubting yourself a lot, and. Mm -hmm. And your self-esteem is affected, right? And your self-worth, and so you need help. Uh, that's what I I realized that. You know? And at the beginning, you know, my, my mother-in-law was um, a big help for me, right? She, she I, I right after you know my early early you know in my early years as, as uh, in college, I she was like my confident, and I started like you know share with her my what i was feeling about uh, you know my upbringing and etc but later on in life uh, i i reached out to therapists to coaches and uh, uh, three years ago i had uh, three coaches and one therapist at the same time <laughs> oh, wow. so that's how big i am into self-development and and mm -hmm. um, you know and that's the way i found to you know, to overcome uh, those uh, setbacks, right? Uh, you need to talk to someone, express it, and, and they, you know, mirror you, and they give you different perspectives, and they, and you start seeing, seeing, seeing things different. You start seeing things from a very a, a higher level, right? Mm -hmm. You start seeing the, the, the woods instead of the soul uh, <laughs> tree, right? And yeah. All that is very, very helpful. So that's why I also, that's one of the reasons I decided to to become an executive coach because I saw the, the results in me, right? Uh, the big, big uh, benefits. That's why I became, became a, an executive coach. And, and I'm happy to to share that I have amazing, I've been having amazing results with my clients. And they, they I even have a lot of testimonials in my LinkedIn profile. And, and I'm so happy uh, by you know helping people find their purpose and really achieve great things that they thought they were not able to but i helped them to realize they are no? so uh, it's amazing what has been the critical piece when it comes to finding your purpose and helping other people find their purpose well the critical piece is first you need to get their trust right uh, once you need to establish the relationship with that person mm -hmm. so that the person is comfortable with you right uh, that's key right so you need to be a good listener and also you know that the person has to 
feel like you are really, really there at 100% interested in, in them. Okay, that's the first part. The second is you need to help the person discover what are they passionate about. But sometimes, many times, that's very, you know, profound. That's something that's buried inside, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, you know, limiting beliefs on top that you need to start, you know, moving away, right? And that's a, that's an interesting uh, process where you start, you know, questioning those limiting beliefs and trying to weaken them so that the person starts, hey, you're right, that's not so important. Okay, let's get get rid of that. And, and, and then you start like, like if you were in the jungle and, and trying to open, you know, a trail, right? that's similar, until you find what you were looking for. And there it is. And when the person realizes, hey, you're right, that's what I want. Let me tell, share with you an example. Um, I, was, I was coaching a, a manager, a sales manager, at a, a company in Mexico, and he, what his job was to sell uh, raw materials uh, for companies that produce food for pets. Okay, but he was a veterinar- veterinarian. Okay, so that's what he studied, and and, and he loved animals. But mm-hmm. in his job, we we realized through the coaching sessions that in this job, he was not having any interaction with animals, right? So even though he was in the animal food industry, he he was not really interacting with animals. So he was not having good results, right? And and his boss hired me, right? And this guy was not happy, right? So during those sessions, we we got to this uh, aha moment where he said, hey, what I always dreamt of is having my own uh, clinic, huh? pet clinic, mm. right? Where I can, you know, take care of pets. And, and that's what I started for, right? And I told him uh, after some sessions, I, I asked him, hey, why don't you pursue that dream? What, what's keeping you from that? Huh? And some of those limiting beliefs came up. And so we worked on those until he said, hey, you're right. I need to pursue my dream. And, you know, in a matter of two or three weeks, he changed his life completely. He reached out to some relatives that uh, lived in another city in Mexico and, and they helped him and he rented a place and he started his uh, clinic in three weeks he, he, <laughs> quit his, he quit his job he moved to another city he started his clinic and a few months later he he reached out to me he said hey, thank you so much I, i'm, I'm mm-hmm. so happy i have my clinic my dream is come, has come true so that's the kind of uh you know help i i love doing right uh, to help people pursue their dreams and make their dreams a reality and you said the magic word in there Aha. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's a powerful word for you. Yes. For the fact alone that you named your company, Aha Impact. That's so right. what totally. what are you listening for when, what? I, well, not what are you listening for, but what makes an aha moment? Mm, great question. All right. What makes an aha moment is many times you need to listen to, you know, to yourself, right? Uh, what the coach does is that mirrors your thinking, right? What we do as coaches is that we repeat what you said, but we, you know, structure, you structure your thinking, right? So that you can see your thinking uh, in our words, right? Uh, we use, actually, we use the words of our client. So that then from there, we ask questions that we think are going to help the person realize something important. Okay. And, you know, uh, you may ask, Hey, and what does this say about you? Right. And what does this, uh, brings you to, no, or, uh, leads you to, right. So you, you, you like, it's like a little push, right? So mm-hmm. you, you, you frame their thinking and then you ask, is this called a reflective thinking? Right. And, and that's where the aha moment comes, right? When the person, we build on their thinking uh, and we ask a question that triggers an aha moment, 
right? Mm-hmm. So, and you need to be trained, uh, of course, to do this. And but it's it's an amazing moment where the person, you know, you can see the how moment in in the person's expression, and they really, okay, I, I haven't thought about it. You're right, and and they start getting excited, and they and, and possibilities start coming in. Right? So that's mm-hmm. it's an amazing moment, and that yeah. and you're right. That's the reason I I named my company, uh, Aha Impact, right? Aha is because, you know, I want to help clients get those aha moments, if possible, in each one of the sessions I have with them, right? That's not my objective, to to build an aha moment. Okay. And the second part, impact, that this coaching program creates an effect, a a long-lasting effect in their life, right? I call this impact. Um, That it's like a uh, breakthrough, right? To create a breakthrough in their life, and I want to do. I want to do. I'm doing this actually with individuals, and also with companies, right? So I, I see this at a corporate or organization scale and in an individual scale. Yeah, I love that. And what I love too is is you mentioned earlier identifying those limiting beliefs early in the process so that it's almost like when they get to that aha moment they're able to then you know have some of those limiting beliefs starting to be dealt with so that they don't like talk themselves out of the aha moment with their limiting beliefs sure yeah you know it's it's tempting to many times to help them you know not help them try to tell them to tell them what to do right? Yeah. That's very tempting, especially with someone like me that has a lot of business experience. But you have to reframe from, from that because the person is the one that has to decide what to do. And because this has to come from their internal motivation, their internal values, their own uh, the definition of their who, whom they are, no? uh, what's their identity. Right, so from their identity, because you know, let me uh, tell you something here that's very important. We as as executive coaches, uh, we start working with a client with the assumption that the person has all the resources, has the intelligence, has the the skills to solve all their problems, right? Mm-hmm. And we're just here just to facilitate a process, right? To, you know, uh, help them see you know, the possibilities, but they are the ones that they are gonna decide what to do. But and the ideal is that they decide what to do once they have an aha moment, because that's the moment where passion comes in and they, the, the emotions comes in because we are emotional beings mm-hmm. and that's much more power, powerful than yes. other type of coaches, a couple of coaching programs where they just keep, you know, things on a very superficial uh, stage and they just, you know, manage tasks and manage, you know, uh, and they mm-hmm. tell them what to do. That's mentorship, right? Mentorship is where I share my experience and I tell the person what to do. But coaching is I help the person realize things that they may not be seeing to learn more about themselves until they discover this passion this uh, purpose right and this is the one that's going to fire them from the inside it's going to trigger all their actions there and they are going to decide what to do you know it's interesting albino because as as you're describing all of these things what kind of sparks in my mind is the difference between a great leader and a great manager and it's almost like the manager doesn't want the emotions they just want to get the job done Whereas mm-hmm. the leader not only wants those emotions, but can like turn them into fuel for not only the employee or the person, but the organization as well. Totally, totally. Yeah, you, I, you know, something I'm, I'm really, really um, looking forward is to help leaders become, you know, much more conscious about. Uh, people, right? Uh, they, you know, nowadays there's so many 
so much competition. There's so much, you know, the, the economy is not good, and companies are laying off people, and and people are getting burned out, right? And leaders need to get results because they have their board meeting in a couple of weeks, and so everything is about short-term results financials and get the job done and no matter what i don't care what you have to do right that's what we are living in nowadays so uh, leaders think that they don't have time for this no? they don't have time to develop people to listen to them to take care about their emotions they or or maybe okay we need that okay i'll hire i'll hire someone and a consultant to make a change management program and and let's invest in communication and team building and that's it but you do that no we need leaders to do that we need they are the ones that need to be involved and they they need to understand that their main responsibility is to build culture is to build uh, an, an environment uh, that's you know that fosters trust, creativity, uh, collaboration, right? But they are the ones that need to set the example. They are the ones, so that's why they need help, okay? Because they are overwhelmed. They need to get results, right? And coaching, that's that's a very helpful tool, right? For them to, to be able to break that uh, mindset, that limiting belief uh, that they need to be, you know, all about results and Yes, that's very important. But you will get more results, better results over the long run or medium term, if you create the, the right environment and are closer to your to your team, to your people, listen to them, give them some you know trust and empowerment. And I have a framework that's very important, very interesting. It's called Beta Codex. You know, the traditional way of managing companies is the org chart right which is mm -hmm. uh, is a triangle the ones at the top are you know is a command and control framework where the ones at the, at the top are the ones that make decisions and the ones at the bottom are the ones that need to follow those orders right mm -hmm. that's the traditional way of management managing companies and nowadays you know 90 percent of companies are still being managed that way and the, be the beta model or the model b is a model where you break that org chart, it's no longer a pyramid. Now it's cells, huh? it's um, teams that are multidisciplinary teams that are close to the market. And mm -hmm. then we give them resources, we give them empowerment, trust, so they can make decisions, they can use uh, financial resources, and they can make decisions uh, towards the market, right? Because they know the market, they are closer to the market than the corporate office, so, and, and we're gonna trust them, okay? And each one of those uh, cells, they are a business unit. And, um, and the corporate office becomes a provider of services. Okay, they can provide hiring services, IT services, and, and, and the sales pay for those services, right? But if those services are not, not good enough, they're going to pay them outside, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so they are no longer steering the, the company from, from the office, right? Now the mm -hmm. company is being steered by each one of those sales that are very close to the market, and we're trusting them so this is called beta codex and there's some information about this in my also in my LinkedIn profile and um that's that's what i'm uh, innovating with and i'm helping companies to turn their their management model from a to beta from, from model a to love that yes yeah. that's great What's interesting about that too is I can see how that would apply to someone who launches three businesses where you can almost have that same model for the three different businesses that you run as well. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. I, I partner with a very good friend of mine and we're using the frameworks that I've been using throughout my life as a business consultant. And we're also empowering our consultants. We, we have put together a, a senior consulting team and we are really empowering them, right? We, we, you need to do what you are preaching, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that's what we're doing. We're creating teams. And let me tell you and uh, share with you an example I, I was uh, 
five five years ago, I was the CEO of a software startup in Mexico City, and well, that was uh, for I was CEO for five years, and that was uh, three years ago. So. I had this challenge. The challenge was to turn around the company, right? Uh, the company was struggling and they had a lot of complaints from clients. They were struggling financially, etc. And, and the team was not, was not motivated. They, they, they didn't have a good leader. So I came in and I had the challenge to build a, a team that, you know, could turn around things, right? Because it's, I'm not the one that's going to change things. It's a team, right? Mm -hmm. So first I need to build the team. So I started uh, having weekly meetings and, you know, getting to know people, et cetera, and setting some uh, management frameworks. Uh, we start, we set up a, a dashboard with some KPIs so it can guide us what 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 can what we are expecting from what's what's the performance expected right mm -hmm. and we we set up some projects but you know what helped a lot I, I wanted to train them on some new frameworks for example Scrum Scrum is a way to to manage projects in a much more efficient way right so I created a a work uh, book club. So we had a one hour session on Fridays afternoon. We were taking turns on who's going to read this, the, the next chapter of the book. And that person came in and explained the chapter, you know, PowerPoint, and then we all interacted and share ideas, etc. And then we, at the end of the session, I asked the question, hey, from all that we discussed today, what can we bring to our team, to our company? What can we uh, implement, right? And we make a list of two or three things, and then we set up, you know, uh, uh, someone who's going to be responsible for that and a due date, and we follow up on that in our other meetings, right? So you can achieve a lot of things with this. Mm -hmm. One, you, you can interact with your team in a not-so-formal uh, environment or uh, framework. You can also learn about them, you know, who's really reading or not, who's really... <laughs> you, learn a lot, you can learn about them a lot. They learn about you also, you know, so it's a good way to interact. And also, they, you know, it's a way to train them you know, in a way that's not so formal, right? Uh, so it turned out really helpful, really good for the team, and that's that's something I that's a good a good practice I'm I'm gonna re re replicate in my future endeavors. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Okay. I'm I'm curious about leadership in a different context here, where mm -hmm. I I am around a lot of solopreneurs, people that run their own businesses, don't have a team or a very small team. And yet there's still a need for the cellular model that you're talking about where you can br bring others together and almost create these temporary orgs to allow you to execute on a different level than what you normally are. And I'm curious if there's a way to use even the beta model that you talked about in this context so that people can have access to that team without having to like, you know, figure out, you know, how they're going to change their business to accommodate that. If that makes sense. I think I, you're referring to maybe a, like an outsourcing, outsourcing a, a team, maybe, maybe, maybe also like a, um, like an informal network or, or just mm. something to where you, maybe you're all collaborating together at, uh, and then you break up and then, you know, you go about your business and then you, maybe you reform with three people uh, mm -hmm. and then you break up and then, you know, so it's like you're all in this pool, but then you can like come together and then disperse if you yeah, need to. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's something, you know, usually solopreneurs, uh, what I was telling you before is that we think that a solopreneur <laughs> is one person that, you know, does, does it all. But, you know, uh, I think there's, there's no way to, to do, you know, to build a company 
just by yourself, right? You need to build alliances. You need to build a network of uh, people that you can reach out to at any moment. And and you, you cannot just, you know, do it on yourself by your own, everything, right? So I think that that idea is is not the right one. And that's, that's first. And on the other hand, yes, uh, solopreneurs reach out to colleagues to you know for uh, for expert advice many times or to when they, they are you know they, they have a high peak of work they they need to to, to have additional hands right and and yes they can build temporary you know teams and their clients can benefit from that right and so i think nowadays we need to be much more adaptable and flexible and mm-hmm. and you know and it's that's that's something that consultants and coaches and, and entrepreneurs bring to 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 the organizations you know that that flexibility that adaptability and and that's our you know strength you know? that's something that mm-hmm. large organizations uh, need and they are they become because I, especially if they are in the a model right there there there's more bureaucracy right mm-hmm. and they're not so flexible adaptable because decisions are so centralized right that they don't have this this flexibility, adaptability, the beta model is totally adaptable because they, they, they are, the cells are empowered. So yeah, maybe the large organization with the A model can benefit from, you know, bring, having, bring help from these solopreneurs, these, these consultants, these coaches that have these uh, teams that can at least maybe temporarily uh, help them with certain projects so that they can you know bypass uh, the bureaucracy that the company has uh, yeah so yeah, yeah. That, that would be a good idea yeah yeah that's excellent another thing that i would love your perspective on is is seeing as you're someone who knows how to dream big and turn those dreams into reality how can people dream a little bit bigger than what maybe they're used to and then act upon it oh, beautiful question yeah you know that's that's so important to mm-hmm. to give yourself permission uh to dream big that's key right but how to do that right how to help someone dream big well first of all being you know in a coaching program or you know uh the person knows that you know, they're going to be, there's questions they need to ask to, to answer that, you know, they need to think, uh, you know, with, with someone interact. And so that helps so that they can start, you know, talking about themselves because they may, they may never have been, uh, there's people that never write down their goals. There's people that never, uh, think you know go deep about what mm-hmm. they want what they need what their experiences you know, they don't journal there's many people that, like that no? they just you know go through life and reacting and you know and that's and, and doing the things that they are supposed to do right so and they are not really following their their purpose because they aren't they, they didn't give them per, their, themselves permission to discover their purpose so uh how to help them the dream big okay what i do is i start you know asking them hey how do you describe yourself what's your uh, identity right mm-hmm. and and from there we then we there's an exercise i love that i, I asked them it's called your ideal day mm-hmm. and i asked them hey imagine yourself in the future in about you know 10 or 15 years now describe me everything about what you see from the moment you wake up right all the way to the moment you go to bed at night okay now describe to me you wake up what do you see where are you living if you look out the window what are you seeing if you look next to you who's who's with you uh if you go and have breakfast with whom what do you what do you talk about what do you see in your phone in your email uh where do you go to work what do you where are you driving what kind of car so but what i tell them is try to add in that story 
everything that you always dreamt of, huh? uh, everything that you would love to have or to be or to achieve, all that, bring it in, in that ideal day. This is your opportunity to dream and to give you yourself permission to dream. Don't limit yourself, okay? Don't say, oh, that's impossible. Don't, don't say that. Just it, what would make you profoundly happy? What kind of life, okay? And what I discovered is that people not necessarily want to be rich and want to be, you know, president of their country, or not necessarily, right? Or be Jeff Bezos or whatever. Uh, they have dreams that I think they shouldn't be so hard to achieve, but they, for example, the other day one person was saying, I would love to live by the sea and, you know, to spend time with my partner and, but, but I have so much work to do and, and, and uh, it's very expensive to buy a home there. So they, those limiting beliefs come, you know, come in and, and keep mm -hmm. them away from those dreams, right? So, First top, you know, what I'm saying to you is first, how do you see yourself? How do you describe yourself? Then describe your ideal day, right? Mm -hmm. And then you can see there's a gap, right? Because the limiting beliefs are, are not letting you walk towards your ideal day because maybe there's something that's holding you back. And then we start the coaching program. Okay, what was holding you back? And we work on those those limiting beliefs so that we can free <laughs> you uh, and you can work towards your ideal day to, because but you know what our mind is so powerful once we we have a clear image of where we want to do then our mind is going to help us get there okay mm. that's a power of the power of our mind so we need to mm -hmm. give us <laughs> to really dream, to really have a very clear picture of where we want to go. Because that happens a lot. People don't have an idea of what they really want to achieve in life, what's their purpose. So it's very sad, right, that, that when they turn 60, 70, 80, and they say, oh, I wish I had done this. I wish I had achieved that. Hey, but maybe if you had asked yourself what you really want when you were 20 years old, maybe you had, maybe you had, could have done it. Right. So yeah, we need to have to do some, you know, internal work. And that's why this type of, that's why I did it a lot with therapists, and coaches. And that's why I recommend people. The other day I was, I was reading, Hey, everyone can get a lot of benefits from talking to a coach or to a, to a therapist, how come few people really hire a coach? It's 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 something that it's very hard to <laughs> to understand, right? It's very hard yeah. to understand. But maybe there's you know the you know the idea that hey, I don't need help. Uh, I'm I'm strong and I'm I don't need any help. So those kind of thoughts are the ones that you know keep us keep us away from becoming what we could become because we don't we don't want to get help from anyone we think that we have everything solved but but but, but guess what <laughs> you're not there <laughs> no. yeah yeah it's I, I love what you said earlier that we have all the answers within ourselves mm -hmm. but it requires someone to guide us to those results in a sense you know it's not like we can just self-actualize and there they are it's like no we need to have someone mirror mm -hmm. you know what they're seeing so that we can then find the the path to them totally yeah yeah my, my main message here is let's be you know humble and open and share with someone that's an expert that can guide it's not guide us but can help us at least speak out loud what what are our desires what are our fears and because we need to cleanse we need to really get it you know see ourselves you know, uh, so that we can improve ourselves we need to be brave enough to see ourselves in the mirror and we need someone to help us do that. Well, the other way to do it is we can write down everything we, we think, we, we are feeling, and 
also we can do a lot of we can achieve a lot with that yes mm-hmm. and we can read about self-development and you know but the idea the, the thing is that we need to work with ourselves and discover our fears discover our you know our passions we need to do that work mm-hmm. in order for us to be you know successful in life and how i describe success is is being happy with what with you with your life with having that ideal day right that's being successful maybe you want to have a close relationship with your kids with your wife and you know not be at least not be worried about financials and and with that you are really happy okay but first you need to know what you want and mm-hmm. you need to do the work right that's that's what i what i recommend beautiful well, Abino, final question for you. Is there a book, podcast, or resource that's really that's really impacting you right now? The book that impacted me like, you know, 15 years ago is the name is First Break All the Rules. First Break <laughs> All the Rules from Marcus Birkingham. What I liked about this book is that, for example, it has a, a saying that I loved is, People, they join companies because of the company, but they leave the company because of the boss, because of the leader. And and that's why, uh, you know, it's important to improve leadership skills, to, to help people be better leaders, better, better bosses, because they are the ones that are going to, you know, build the culture and build, you know, the, their, their main responsibility is to uh, develop their people, right? Uh, and create the environment for growth, for performance, etc. So, so that's where I started, you know, realizing the importance of leadership, mm-hmm. coaching, uh, performance, and, and empowerment, and all that. So, I think that was a breakthrough for me. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on Getting Work to Work. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you today, and uh, I hope that people listening to this will will. Just kind of tune in to the message of what you're sending out and the importance of uh, being around people like you who want them to go beyond their dreams and, and to work hard to get there. Oh, Chris, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it was also a pleasure for me sharing with you my my experience, my learnings, and I hope that uh, your listeners uh, uh take this advice and, and, you know, they can use their own way of uh, discovering their purpose, but the important thing is that they, they do it. I don't know if they want to do it by their own, but the important thing is that they really search for it, find it, and so that they can, you know, live a life of purpose. I want to close today's episode where we began with the question, what kind of life would make you profoundly happy? I hope you'll spend some time journaling, thinking about this question, and imagining what that looks like for you, so your mind can help you get there. Be as specific as you can, write everything down, and never stop seeing yourself in new ways. Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your life.